Rob Saget was was known as I, I think being the nicest guy in the world, but he also liked to party. Yeah, they they uh, they've really played him up to be a Boy Scout. You know, I mean, right? It's uh, and I'm thinking, nah. <laughs> but but all of a sudden, no, they're and that was their quote. It would they would suffer irreparable damage. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, remember Bob Sag? I don't know if you you probably never saw Entourage, that show on HBO. He was he played like a super debaucherous star i think he, he played himself but he was fictional but he played this guy who was like big time drug druggy and like womanizer oh yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny like basically like, rotten to the core and, yeah rotten yeah. to the core and it was uh, like everybody's uh, like that was bob sag is that what he's really like yeah. you know <laughs> well could be you know you but don't yeah. ever really you know his his uh public persona may not be the real persona but you know? so many people came out and said how he was the nicest guy they've ever known. And you didn't hear one person. You, if they, if he was really a bad guy or doing bad things, you would have th- you thought there would be some people that yeah. came out and said that. Now everybody said he was like the nicest guy they ever knew. Yeah. So I, that kind of swayed me to think that maybe, maybe he was actually pretty good, but, but the whole blunt uh, trauma to the head, um, that seems weird. Yeah. I want, I mean, what can you speculate happened there? Somehow he fell. Multiple no, he, times, though. Oh, it's oh, multiple blows to the oh, head. Oh, multiple. multiple. No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, multiple blows to the head. Yeah. Oh. So that's, uh, that could, you something that, could unfold in the yeah. Bob Saget drama. But yeah. Anyway, you know, he, he's a pretty good dude. I didn't know him. Never met him. No, no, I never did. I mean, I saw him. He was on Full House. He was on... Uh, America's funnest, funniest, funniest home videos. Videos, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the he was the man back then. Yeah. But uh, here we are, on February sixteenth, twenty twenty two, another installment of the John and Tom Show. Two days before my birthday. Two days before Tom's birthday. We're not going to say which one. Yeah, no, no, no. It's um, it's he, enough. He's a young man, at heart. Bingo. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I could not have put it better myself, John. Yeah, I've, you know, as you all can tell, I, you know, just if you've been listening to the show, you should be able to tell that too. He's a spirited young man and uh, he enjoys uh, long walks on the beach, going to bullfights on acid. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> nah, Skinny skiing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do a little weed, but you know, what the hell. I'm uh, old hippie. I mean, yeah. hell, you know, I can't help it. Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, thanks again for joining us. We have a couple of topics we want to co- cover today. Um, the mo- recent occurrences that uh, we would like to talk about. So we already covered Bob Saget. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, you know, that's really getting more interesting every day. Cause that's a, it is. Yeah. Because it sounded be, because the way it was uh, uh, first released to the public that it, they determine it was an accidental yeah that, that he had maybe slipped and fallen in the bathroom or whatever yeah. and and went to bed instead of going to the hospital and he died of a closed head injury yeah but now yeah the multiple blows to the head is yeah very, that's i had this is the first i've heard that it's gonna be a there's gonna be some sort of um documentary about him in the next few years i'm guessing uh, but that really wasn't one of the topics we were going to cover, oh, no. but, it, but yeah. it just came up because oh, well. Tom 
Tom brought it up. It's his birthday, so we get to do whatever he wants yeah, today. Yeah. He's wearing an IU sweatshirt today. Of course, my alma, my three-time alma mater. Big red colors. And uh, on the big red uh, topic, maybe we'll talk about Russia first. Yeah, there you go. Red Ruskies. The Ruskies. And um, how they're uh, piling up on the border of Ukraine. And mm-hmm. um, what is going on? It, it's hard to tell a little bit right now. Um, there seems to be some um, mixed uh, mixed information coming out. Um, it does seem over the past, what is it, a couple of weeks, they've been building up or more than a couple oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think it's been a long Months, it's been a but long they've been time. doing training exercises. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically surrounding uh, Ukraine with 150,000 troops as of today mm-hmm. um, on three sides yep. of the country. Um, and, you know, there's reports of them starting to retreat in some areas, but... Well, they've also got... Uh, excuse me, John, but they've also uh, had increased naval activity in the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, like, like you know, the Crimean Peninsula. Right, they took you know. Crimea in 2014. Right. And that was a strategic move to get that coastline. Yes, right? absolutely. And there seems to be potentially one of the reasons is that they want a kind of a fast lane, fast track from Russia to Crimea through Ukraine mm-hmm. in uh, eastern Ukraine. Um, that yep. could be one of the reasons why they want that. There's multiple reasons, it seems. Why, let's let's talk about why would Russia invade Ukraine? Like, it seems like um, there's that's a pretty bold, big move. What, what, what are some of the reasons? Well, let's flash back to... Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Whoa. Okay. He, in, in, uh, because I remember that very well, you know, everybody was, oh my God, they're seeing Russians under the bed and all this. Uh, but anyway, I think Putin has taken a page out of Khrushchev's old playbook. Reason I say that is this. They, you know, they said, well, you know, what caused the, the Cuban Missile Crisis? And really, the truth didn't come out until a few years after. The reason Khrushchev was putting missiles in Cuba is because the U.S. had long-range missiles in Turkey and Italy, hmm. basically in his backyard. Yeah. And that's really what did it. And, 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 and it ended, it's like, hmm, gee, up. You know, I, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, he scared off Khrushchev because what happened, Khrushchev pulls the missiles out of Cuba, but very quietly and not made known publicly, Kennedy, in return, ordered the removal of the missiles from Greece and Italy. Mm, yeah. Okay, now, fast forward to the present day, Putin... What's got the burr up his ass is that NATO has offered membership to Ukraine, and Ukraine is probably going to accept it. And he can't handle that because he'll be surrounded by NATO. Right, right. Basically, it's just a matter of improving his presence in the in the area. Oh, right? yeah, like, yeah. Ukraine has some strategic geography there. <clears throat> and um, they also used to be part of the USSR, right? So, oh yeah, and there, oh, yeah. some maybe I don't know what percentage of the country speaks Russian. Wants to, you know, is maybe even a little bit on the, you know, 
would be okay if Russia came back. You know, there's, there may be some there. Um, And uh, as you say, uh, Ukraine has been slowly moving more towards the West. Yes. Western values, Western ideals, Mm -hmm. you know, siding with NATO, siding with the U.S. And that's just in the core of Russia is like not good. That's not what they Mm -hmm. want. You know, like Putin in particular. I don't know if Russia really, I mean, the citizens, you know, but, but Putin really wants Russia to be powerful and have influence. And I think that Ukraine is a really important part of that. John, when you think about it, when the Soviet Union collapsed finally in 89, they lost all of the Eastern European bloc countries. I mean, those are, they're long gone. And I think they've always seen that they, now they see Ukraine as a rogue state. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I think it's because it's just right. You know, it, it was, it, you know, it's continuous with, uh, it's pretty large with, with Russia. And, and their, large, their economy yeah. is pretty good. Yes. And they're, they're one of the more influential countries of, of those, all the countries that, that broke apart after the USSR. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they were humiliated. I mean, let's, let's face the Russians were humiliated when, uh, Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah. It's, um. Definitely. Uh, so I think there's just a general pride factor. So, okay. So is it worth it for them to invade Ukraine? Is why now? And why is it just that they're realizing they're getting to the point where Ukraine, they feel like Ukraine, if they join NATO, then they're never going to come back or, you know, they're going to, they're losing influence, right? Yeah. Um, yeah they'll lose any control. They're losing control, they losing yes. influence. Yes. So he's got, she's trying to stand up. And, and so, and America cares so much because, um, there's this whole world police thing, but secondly, it's energy prices. And also just, yeah. I think you don't want to rush to expand, you know, the, the, but there's multiple things. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes presidents, like I, I heard Biden say like sort of this general statement about, we have to make sure the world, I, I don't know exactly what he said, but it felt like world police, you know, kind of to me in which I'm not really, I don't like that. But the thing that really was more concrete is means he was like, yeah, if this happens, then you're going to get higher gas prices. It's going to energy costs are going to go high. And oh yeah. Yeah. So they're that's already kinda, really high. In they, yeah. They're going to go real high. And then, so Russia supplies a huge amount of natural gas to East to, to the European union, huge amount. Mm, and yes. And they also supply a fair amount to China. Um, but China, as we all know, needs a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. And so down the road, maybe they're thinking big picture, big chess pieces here, like <laughs> siding with China and starting to move, move that supply from Europe to China mm-hmm. and, and partnering with China. They're both, you know, some sort of communist, you know, some brand of communism. Well, yeah, some, but, yeah. But they could ally. Yeah, China's got fingers in everything. They might not be ready to um, ally with Russia because they have so many. They're they're pretty dependent on the United States in a lot of things. Oh, for trade, for 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 sure, economy, trade. Um, So they might not be ready for that, but that could be the long term plan. For and so, (laughs) if that happens, if Russia and China sort of you know ally and become you know they kind of already are in some ways, but truly like join forces, we're Mm -hmm. in trouble. Um, yeah. but, uh, Russia just has a huge amount of oil and gas, right. And they can sort of weaponize it. Oh yeah. Siberia. You know? That's, 
those Siberian gas and oil fields are like humongous. Yeah. You know, that's their most valuable thing. And um, so they can wield it as a weapon. Of course. And threaten, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just this whole thing. I mean, it's just gotten our attention so much. And, you know, our, our president is, and that, so I'm trying to, God damn, Callie, I'm closing the door. Yeah. Well, that's, that's our, that's our ferocious guard dog, Kelly. You don't want to be on her bad side. No, definitely don't. Yeah. Uh, But, oh, so this sort of leads me to, so with all that groundwork, sort of leads me to where we're at, which is the interesting place. We're trying to figure out what is really going on right now, because the media, uh, the media, uh, I think it was CNN. They they s- cited a an anonymous source in the government. One source in the government was giving details about, you know, the U.S.'s plans f- to send troops and the and the, the Russians' location of arms and things like that and the seriousness of things. Only mm-hmm. one source. You know, was mm-hmm. no, there's no fact. There's no like, they're they're throwing this out there, sort of in a in a cavalier way. And sort of fear-mongering a little. Um, and then you, you, you listen to Putin and you listen to the Zelensky. And they're both like, and I don't, you know, I don't trust Putin at all. But, oh, no. but when Zelensky, the, the, the president of Ukraine says, yeah, you guys, I, we're not worried. You know, we're, we're not, there's no reason to be alarmed right now. Now, he just might be crazy. But yeah. he's the one, like, you would, this is like the first time ever where, the country that is going to be attacked is actually saying there's no problem, but another country is saying, oh, there's a problem, sending troops, but the country that's going to be attacked is not asking for that. Mm-hmm. They, they don't see an imminent danger. So maybe there's more going on than we realize between Ukraine and, and Russia, and maybe there's, or, or, maybe, but, but, or maybe we're just like trying to, you know, our government and our media are working hand in hand to sort of, are we, are they creating a war? I mean, what's going on here? It's a little bit um, concerning. You know, if we go back to pre-World War II Japan, the main reason, the main reason that they attacked Pearl Harbor was because the U.S. had told them, get out of China they were, you know, all kinds of atrocities and all that. Either you get out of China or we're going to shut off your oil. Mm-hmm. And they did. Well, come to find out, 94% of Japan's oil came from the U.S. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was 94%. Yeah, that, that, I could see this, that sanctions being down the road as, as this progresses. Oh, yeah, they can sanctions be, oh, they can can, be powerful can really weapons. Cha- yeah. can really change change the course of action. So got a map of, it shows a map of Europe, and it shows all the gas and oil pipelines coming out of Siberia through Ukraine. By far, the lion's share of those pipelines go through Ukraine. Mm-hmm before they go on into Europe. And, and, uh, yeah, it's a pretty uh, vital location yeah. that, that, yeah. So they're just look. maybe they're just looking at it as uh, this is the time. 
I just wonder, you know, because it's interesting. Was it 2014? That's right. When wasn't that when the Sochi Olympics were going on that he took over Crimea? Yes. <laughs> he always waits for a, <laughs> yeah. he waits for a Winter Olympics yeah. to attack because yeah. so he's no, got the, right. the stage or something. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, that that's that's the update on that topic. Um, if they do, if if they do actually invade, yeah. which uh, still is a possibility. It would be bold. It would be shocking. Um, if they really want to try to take over all of Ukraine, that would be a horrible, horrible. Yeah. That would that be a very nasty Major war. cities, lots oh, yeah. of death, lots of destruction. Yeah, like um, Kiev would probably be reduced to ruins. And, it could be real ugly. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, let's hope that doesn't happen. That'll turn, that'll, you know, kind of spin the, the world into some weird places that we don't mm-hmm. know. And yeah. China, having China right there and... I think there's a lot of alliances between China and Ukraine. I don't think China wants to give up on that right away either. So it's a little Mm -hmm. more complicated than just saying, oh, Russia's going to decide with China. But that's sort of a longer term view that may be possible. But I think short term, I don't see China getting too involved uh, with the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, 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 You know, I think they'll probably sit by. But anyway, any other thoughts on that? Um, No, like you said, yeah. Basically, the Cuban Missile Crisis was a Mexican standoff, and that's what this is. You think so? Yeah, I yeah, I think there's going to have to be some concessions on both sides. That they're you know if if they were really going to invade, I think they would have by now. I think they're just playing the old Mexican standoff, just like Khrushchev and Kennedy did in the Cuban Missile Crisis in '62. It's just interesting that there's a, you know, we're not. We, you know, it's an important issue for us, but we're so far away. We're not being invaded. We're not invading. Mm-hmm. And we have such strong opinions about it. Like, oh, oh it's yeah. happening. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Then you look at the news. Everything's, like, oh, it's imminent. It's happening today. It's happening tomorrow. There's Putin is, is, they're on the doorstep. They're, they're getting ready to go in. It's like, whoa, the, even the president of Ukraine is saying no. So it's, yeah. it's an interesting, unique uh, occurrence, I'd say that the media and the government of the United States is is almost pushing for something to happen, and I don't. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me, and uh, there's probably a reason for that because I would think we wouldn't want it to happen. Oh no! I, I why would why would you? Yeah, yeah. Why would we want? Why would we want a war between Russia and Ukraine? Maybe they just don't want to get caught off guard or something. Like yeah. maybe they they have some intelligence that is stronger that is like, Oh, it's going to happen. And they're trying to get us ready for it mm-hmm. or something. Um, so they don't look stupid that like they're yes. caught off guard. Yes. Could be anyway. I don't want that to happen. Um, no. All right. So, um, what do you would like, since it's your birthday, what, what is the next topic you'd like to move into? Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh my I, got, I got some, you know, uh, I got A, B, or C. You ready? A, B, or C? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, A is Western drought, B is Trump's accountant, and C is Canadian truckers. <laughs> oh, uh, let's go with B. Ooh, B. That is the winner. That's that, correct. That's yeah, correct answer. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, you know, they, his accounting firm that had been with them for years, for them to come forward and say, hey, look. You mean Trump? Well, well yeah, I'd been with Trump. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, for the, the accounting firm to come forward and say, look, there's a really good chance that all these accounting statements from the last 10 years are bogus because 
the information we were given right. was bogus. Yeah, that's the and, first question I, I had when I heard that. It was like, how, 10 years? That's yeah. a long time to be an accountant. And, well, I don't know how long, maybe more than 10 years, but they're saying the last 10 years they can't, they're basically saying the financial statements can't be trusted. So mm -hmm. uh, did they stand by them for the last nine years? Well, see, <laughs> but, but again, John, this, uh, I'm, I'm convinced they had, they found out something that scared, no, that no, what they found shucks. out is the attorney general of New York was getting close to, yes, to exactly. causing real problems. Yeah. yeah That's the, what's happened. Yeah. 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 I exactly. But, uh, they knew they've, they've known it's been fudgy yeah. the whole time. They're just, they're basically getting, they're going to get in real trouble now, tangible trouble, yeah. because it's pretty hard for, you know, some big things have to move for somebody like Trump to go down. And it's only New York. You know, the, the only thing that's going to happen to him is he's going to get, uh, he's not going to be able to do business in New York and he'll get some financial penalties. This is a civil case. No criminal charges will be filed. He's nothing's really going to impact him except for his businesses in New York. He'll have to yeah. pay some financial fees and he'll be a little slap on a wrist. It's not going to change anything. Well, yeah, but, but don't forget that the uh, New York City District Attorney has a criminal investigation. That, that would get going, me excited would, if I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we could see some action on that, I'd be excited. Yeah. He's got a civil suit going on against him by the state attorney general, but he's got a criminal yeah. uh, case. That, has that started? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It started. I, I, you know, I, I sure well, it takes a long time for yeah. those to, to grow fruit, to bear fruit. But um, yeah. Um, so he currently, has about $590 million of debt outstanding that's due in four years. Mm -hmm. And he, all of that is um, based on a personal guarantee. You know, there's, that's the only collateral that he used, uh, just a personal guarantee. So what if all those, which is as good as nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. So many people can get duped oh, yeah. by this guy. And um, it's interesting, you know, George Conway, the husband yes. of Kelly Ann Conway. Yeah. He's a, he's a pretty interesting dude. He's an attorney. He's on Twitter a lot. He's a pretty big voice out, you know, totally opposite of his wife. Um, but he says that this uh, accountant disavowing themselves from Trump is worse than being impeached twice. Exactly. Yes. I saw that. See, he he's on. Uh, I see him on YouTube quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And and the, the, the last episode I saw is that is that quote that he and he he kind of details through there oh, like yeah. why yeah and because it's they're using kind of legalese language to to state their position the Mazar the Mazar accounting firm mm -hmm. I think that's called Bazaar and he kind of <laughs> translates each each thing that they say it's like uh, it, it is pretty damning um, you know they're they're putting these things out there to try to limit their liability yeah exactly they. Uh, their excuse, well, their reasoning, whatever, for uh, cutting ties with Trump is a conflict of interest. Which means their con their conflict of interest is with the attorney general. Yeah, yes. <laughs> because and, they're well, probably going to. The yeah, and, yeah. They're, and they're trying. And, well, and the thing, but, but, you know, they might have a good case because, again, okay, if you're my accountant, okay, and you say, okay, uh, Tom, give me your your tax records and your bank statements and all yeah. that. Okay, 
you're assuming that what I'm giving you is true. Mm-hmm. You have no idea really if it's bogus or not. And the problem is, they certify that. You know, when they when they yeah. when they do, when they do those accountings, they certify it. And now they're thinking, oh gosh, maybe we should have been more diligent, or yeah. you know. But but I'm sure you're right. I think the uh, something has come out in the uh, investigation, the civil case in New York, that uh, that spooked them bad. Oh yeah, they're they're they jump ship, and I don't know. I can't imagine a legitimate accountant is going to take on Trump at this point. Uh, legitimate attorneys won't take attorneys. On. Well, yeah, <laughs> but attorneys are more are a little slimier than yeah. There are a lot of slimy attorneys out yeah, there. Yeah, but the Just, real high profile ones have reputation to maintain. Yeah, but you even know, the, the there's high profile slimy ones that pride themselves on the slime oh yeah oh, and they're yeah, just of course, they're, they're yeah. incredible the defense attorneys that are able to do these magic tricks and get their guilty people yep. off so it's that's accountant, their job accountants are a little less that less so but there are some a lot quite a bit of shadiness in accounting as well well you know too i'm wondering john if maybe new york attorney general either has or is going to depose representatives from the accounting firm yeah i mean it, i i think they almost have to. i'm sure they will yeah 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 if they haven't already but again as you, you think about the worst case scenario he's found guilty on all charges mm-hmm. in this suit it's civil so yeah oh exactly doesn't yeah. really change much on it for trump but it could i don't know maybe it'll have a little impact on uh, the criminal case but yeah who knows? I, I'm just waiting to see the criminal case when it comes. And uh, is the criminal case about the similar issues, the financial stuff? Because yeah. that's how Al Capone went down. I've been saying Al Capone for a year and a half now. Yeah, I think what it is, it's but it's, he was taxed up. But this is a little different. I think one Bogus of the main financial things statements. Is, is just exactly that that he was jacking around with his assets. Uh, it, it, he, he's used. He's been dodging taxes. Well, there's yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, I don't know. You know. We'll see that when it comes out, I guess. See, well, I'm surprised the IRS doesn't isn't after him. When yeah, you, think you would about think. It, yeah, they. I don't know. They seem to. Um, they seem to let some of the bigger people go, for some reason. They like to go after small people. I don't know. Because it's easier. Maybe less yeah. less legal fees. Oh yeah, yeah it's that's easier for them is. to come after you or me as it is. That's true. Yeah. We don't have attorneys that are gonna, you know yeah going to fight it. But yeah. So anyway, let's hope that. Uh, he gets completely busted and you know, whatever it is, the truth comes out. I don't, if he's found innocent, so be it. If he's found guilty, so be it. Just, I just want the truth. I just want him to justice to be served. That's all. Right. Yeah. And you know, the old saying, there's two sides to every, every story, but the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. Uh, hard, hard to get at these days. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, yeah, don't forget he, he is under criminal investigations in uh, georgia georgia for the election yeah. fraud stuff yeah yeah for the election fraud that, that stuff. to me is, is seems a lot more serious than financial yeah. fraud mm-hmm. trying to change an election results that's like just like treason that's uh, what does it call it uh sedition sedition yeah they say it's sedition I and mean, that's mm-hmm. the stuff you did with the election but again I, I, how do we find out the truth to that that's the question looks like i I'm not cast. I don't want to cast judgment because I wasn't in Georgia. I don't know. It does. It seems unlikely that he's right, but I think 
it'll be really great to to do a full discovery and find out the truth. Yes. About all this, yes. whatever, yeah. whatever it is, you know, like um, that's the most important. You know, I'm not just, I'm not just saying I want Trump to go down because I don't like Trump. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I want him to go down because I don't like him. I, I really, I, I believe that he's done some bad things. He's I believe criminal. Yes. I believe it. Yes, exactly. I don't know for sure, but I believe it mm-hmm. based on him, his history and everything. Um, but a fair trial, a fair, you know, discovery, it, it'd be great if that could happen and everybody could see it and we could move on. And shoot, use them as a case study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's how we got off. Yeah. Uh, but well, of course, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of damning evidence against him in that because obviously, the phone call that he made to Brad Raffensperger. Oh yeah. But there were communiques that you know, like from Giuliani mm. and him. You know, so so yeah. that's not the only that's not the only thing they have to hang their head. The January sixth thing is a lot harder to pin on him. I think it's like. It's too gray. It's gonna be hard to. It's gonna be hard to get any hard evidence on that. I, I think that's gonna be harder to do. But the seems like the election fraud thing. There's phone calls. There's all kinds of yes. things that are direct mm-hmm. requests and and commands, demands from him. from him. Yeah, you need to change this. You know, mm-hmm. you need to change the election results. And then on multiple tweets and messages he sent about Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. you know, being a traitor because he didn't change the election results. Like he didn't, he doesn't <laughs> one, guy, one guy doesn't right choose do that. One guy doesn't <laughs> choose the president. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, there should be enough evidence. I think on that whole thing, as long as a proper discovery goes through and you really get, you know, that that's really hard to do and it's time consuming and expensive. So I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen, but Anyway, um, you know, as far as one can hope. Okay, let's take the situation from January 6th. They've already interviewed over 500 people. Now you've got uh, like Bannon and uh, Meadows and whatever that are, you know, refusing to uh, cooperate with the committee. But they subpoenaed Rudy Giuliani and he's, quote, negotiating with them. I think what's good because Giuliani, you've got to remember, is in all kinds of hot water. Legally, yeah. uh, he's got a one point three billion dollar defamation suit that he's going to lose from uh, Dominion, and uh, he's also, you know, they're they're looking at him for sedition because he's the one that wrote up those bogus forms for state electors, the alternate electors. He did that, and so I were think- they bogus? I I. I think you're allowed to do alternate electors. You can offer them. You don't, I mean, I don't think that's illegal. No, I, not that you have to have to do that. You've got to go I through the state legislature has to approve. It. You have to approve it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know that there was, I remember that uh, it, it is a rare thing that you can mm-hmm. offer. I think they did offer alternate electors, but they're just not accepted, which is uh, another interesting facet of our electoral process. But anyway, I think what's going to happen, these, these lower level people that, you know, the staff and whatever that they have subpoenaed, <clears throat> remember this. See, he's, he went into this with the assumption that everyone would have, everyone would have undying loyalty to him. Well, that didn't pan out. Well, and the reason, probably the main reason is these people get subpoenaed. They're going to go and talk because can they afford lawyers? There's been some dissenters and there's been some diehards. I've been surprised how many diehards really, as time went on during the whole thing, I was, I was always surprised at how many people stuck by him for so long. 
and um, like Barr, you know, like oh God, I, yes. I, I was, then he's turned on him, right? I mean, oh, oh yeah, he turned like, on. I was surprised it took that long. Like it just seemed, what is, what is the point of this? Bar, you know what? Why are you doing this? Bar you just has, ruined your career. You ruined he's your reputation. Save face somehow. It's know. too late. Yeah, it's it too, is late. too late. You, you've, you know, you did. <laughs> why did you do that? I don't. I don't know. Like it's very strange. Anyway, moving on from Trump, the next topic. I, this is. There's uh, something in the news that came out recently about the drought in the West. Yes, and they're saying the it's the worst period of drought it's 22 years of this mm-hmm. worst 22 year period of drought in 1200 years and it's affecting the western united states it's about 55 percent of the west is affected and i got a stat here from a ucla study that said that about that found that 42 percent of it can be attributed to human caused climate change oh yeah i saw that that's pretty Crazy. Right. And, you know, to, just along the same lines, John, they've got a horrible drought going on in Spain and Portugal right now for the same reason. In fact, I saw on the uh, Internet there are pictures of a, a ghost village. Yeah. And it's, it's completely uncovered. It's not yeah. like it's partially underwater. It's completely gone. And when they show the, you know, the water level, it's like, man, there isn't hardly anything left. So that's one of the things I... I I'm still, I look big picture at this climate change stuff and you look at the history of the earth and some of the, you know, humans have only been here for a short time. This is one of those, this is one of those tangible things that is a reason to be concerned about climate change. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like you could say that, um, warming, you know, I've thinking about like, okay, warming and more carbon dioxide, more plants, which means more oxygen. Uh, yes, our, our, um, coasts will erode a little bit but is it really bad this is undeniably bad yeah <laughs> like because you know if this if this is true 42 percent of that drought being worst in 1200 years caused by humans that is hugely affecting the western united states agriculture cities people living in all these places there if that continues i mean they're, they're estimating it is at least one year up to 2030 up to the estimates are like 95 percent that it's going to go at least one more year of this drought and likely like over 50 percent likelihood that it's going to go through 2030 yes which is you know you just think about some of these places southern california um, Arizona, New Mexico, parts of Colorado, Nevada, Nevada Utah, that, oh, yeah. completely dependent on the Colorado River and, you know, some of the other places about snowpack and the snowpack, like look at snowpack, right? You know, in the last, I don't know, 20 years, I've only been about, well, a couple storms a year in on the West uh, that they get. Some years are pretty good, but a lot of them have been way down, way down. And, um, you know, Tahoe this year, Lake Tahoe, which I know well, cause I used to live in San Francisco. I used to go there three hour drive, you know, back in the early two thousands, it was pretty good. There was still good snow. And I noticed over the years, it got worse, slower and less, 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 less. And this year they had that one storm, which yes. is a freak storm, that like one, 20 feet of snow. Yes, exactly. In yeah. December. And they haven't had any snow since January 1st, not one. Well, some parts probably had a few little flurries, Mm-hmm. But like there has not been one storm or one dump in six or seven weeks. 
Yeah. And that's really bad. I mean, that, that big dump, st- I'm sure there's still some snow because that, that was a huge dump, 20 yeah. feet of snow. Yeah, you 20 know. feet. That's a lot of snow. But, but you know, but, but this time of year, I think normally the Sierra Nevada should be getting a whole lot of snow well, storms. That, but that's the thing. In the last, I'd say in the last 10 years or so, it has been um, regularly uh, significantly less. There will be one or two years in there that it's normal, mm-hmm. um, maybe even a little above normal. I think 2019, 2011. Might have been above normal, but it's also affecting ski resorts. And like they're talking about ski resorts, you know, worldwide mm-hmm. running into some real problems, closing down and, you know, it's just having less snow, period. Yeah. The warming trend is just going to be less snow. And so the Colorado River was, um, has been affected for the first time ever because that's usually just, it supplies so much water to such a huge area of the West. And it's like running into some real problems. First time ever. Lake Mead and Lake Powell are at their lowest levels ever. They're 36 and 34%. So water is a real tangible thing. We've been talking about, I think people have been talking about water wars and things in the West for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. They had, like I said, when I was at Fort Carson in Colorado Springs, and this was like in 89, 90, Mm -hmm. they were having a big four-way lawsuit between the four corner states over water rights to the yeah. Colorado River. Yeah. You know, and they're constantly suing each other. And I think maybe there's two factors, at least two factors at play with the horrible shortage of water in the West. Number one, of course, is climate change. Number two, I think, is overpopulation. I don't, they never had, they've never had enough because you've got to support all the agriculture. The agriculture in in California is a lot more than people realize. Oh oh yeah, it's huge. And, but, but again, they've got to have water. They irrigate. That's what hits it first. I think water goes into the soil first. And if the soil is depleted and is thirsty, it's not going to go much further than that. That's right. Then you got golf courses. That needs to be the first to go. I think Yeah, (laughs) shouldn't be any golf courses in the West. Sorry, golfers. That's just a huge waste of water. You got people, you know, do you want agriculture or do you want golf? You know, that's your choice. Or, or drink, do you want drinking water, water coming out of your tap? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Would you, well, that's eventually, <laughs> eventually that will be the case. Um, and that's the beauty of living in the Midwest. I was just up in Michigan. You think about, there's some stat, I need, I don't know the exact percentage, but the amount of fresh water that the Great Lakes produce for the entire world is like 30 or 40% of oh, the yeah, world's fresh water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, the, the Great Lakes. I don't even think it's even higher than that, but that's one thing. If you're, you know, you're looking for a place to live that has water, that's going to have water for, for for a long, long time, the Midwest, yeah. around the Great Lakes, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, although Illinois is weird, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> Illinois has always been weird. Illinois is a weird state. <laughs> you got Chicago, yeah. this, this huge metropolis mm-hmm. that dictates all of the politics for the state mm-hmm. and the rest of the state is like completely rural <laughs> there's no yeah, other cities yeah. it's like there's it's very uh, strange there's the state of chicago yeah and then there's the but state they get of lumped Illinois. in with the whole you know yeah. all these other small rural <laughs> communities are yeah. dealing with chicago politics it's exactly like, it's exactly. a very weird place you know at least ohio has three major cities and indiana's kind of spread out and has you know a little bit better handle on things mm-hmm. it doesn't have a chicago indianapolis is uh very much lightweight compared to Chicago. You know what I, well, yeah, it's a little league, but uh, like right now here, we've had 
a lot of snowfall. We, we've had only one snow, but it was significant. It was. Yeah. And now we're going to be getting like two inches of rain. The ground, oh, the, it's the, in the 50s today. The ground today. is saturated. It's February 16th. The groundhog was wrong. Yes. He came out and he said, you know, it's going to be six more weeks of winter. Within a week, it was 50. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, today is when it's I came 56 over right here. Now. Yeah, it's 56. Like, because yeah. on the thermometer, my uh, car yeah. said that. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I don't feel bad about my move to Indiana from California. No. I miss California. I miss the lifestyle. I do miss oh, sure. the, the mountains and the beaches and the weather. I don't miss the traffic and the overcrowding and the cost of living. But otherwise, it wasn't too bad. I liked it. You know what I think, and this this may be way off the rails, but if the drought situation in the West continues, I look to see people start to leave and come back into the yeah. eastern half of the state. See, uh, I don't. I country. think right now there's there has been an emig- emigration. Is that what it's called? Emigration. Yeah. Uh, out of California, actually, first it's out of the cities like San Francisco and LA, and they're moving mm-hmm. to smaller cities in California because they still want to stay in California, but they want to get out of the cities. That was like a COVID thing and also a cost of living thing. So I think that happened kind of at the sim in the last five, six, seven years that's been happening. But you also have people moving out of state to get out of the, um, the cost, the same, same issues, higher, high taxes, high cost of living. Maybe they don't like the politics or whatever. No water. <laughs> and the lack of water, yeah. fire, uh, yeah. fires and things like that. Mm-hmm. People are going to number one, Austin, Texas. They're going yes. to Seattle, They're going to Portland. Mm-hmm. They're going to Nashville, Tennessee. They started to go to Nashville, Tennessee a little bit, but that's about it. Maybe a little Dallas, um, but, or, or, you know, go to Arizona, but the, I don't think they're thinking about water yet. That's not that's not a reason for people yeah, to move yeah, you're yet. You're saying it's mainly uh, financial. It's financial. It's, yeah. it's like what's a cool city I can move to. They're yeah. not thinking about water. They're still they're still moving to Arizona. They're still moving to Vegas and things like that. And they're not thinking about water yet. I don't think it's on the top of a lot of people's minds. But it probably should be if you're thinking of staying somewhere twenty years or more. Uh, yeah, it's not right now. But like you're starting to see these droughts. Mm-hmm. This drought is going to get worse, and it's. You know, there could be some major impacts pretty soon here in the next couple of years. I mean, I remember even back in the, when I lived there in the mid-teens or early, you know, 2010s, um, there was water rationing certain years because it was multiple years where it was like no snow for like two years in a row. No snowpack. Water rationing. You can't, you can't uh, water your lawn. You can't wash your car. You, you know, they, you get dinged for high usage, mm-hmm. stuff like that on your water bill. Um, m- commercial buildings also got, had all these different programs for cutting use. So that, that mm-hmm. was even in place then. If it <clears throat> continues like this, if they didn't get that storm, man, if they didn't get that 20 foot of snow storm. Yeah. Whew, that was, that would be in, that, that was, was a, a hell of a windfall. Really. It was a huge, uh, huge lucky thing yeah. for them to get, um, and I, I definitely don't want to see any, I, I don't like any of this. I love, I want, I want California to be in the West to be doing well. I want to see a lot of water sure. flowing, but it, it doesn't appear that that's, you well, know, unless something changes, you know, I, I don't see it happening. What, what to see the, the, the population of California is what, like 36 million, 40, 40 million, plus. Oh, 40, 40 million, million plus. Okay. Yeah. yeah but, but think about that. You've got 40 million people in that state 
you're going to have to have water for all of them. And, and not, not only the people, but you've got vineyards, you've got big produce fields, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you, like you said, agriculture in California is a big deal. But for, to have agriculture, you've got to have water. Southern, you know, from the middle of the state down is a lot worse than northern mm-hmm. because it's true desert climate. Once oh, yeah. you get about halfway through, halfway through the state, it turns into desert mm-hmm. all the way to the coast. And oh, it, yeah. it's like there's there's no water. It all comes from somewhere else. Once you get yeah. like around San Francisco north, then there's other there's some reservoirs and things that. But anyway, so it is. Uh, it's, it's kind of a scary situation. I'm, I'm assuming that um, in the next ten years, there's going to be a lot more people moving in the Midwest. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I guess. You know, if push comes to shove, there's always desalination, but that is extremely expensive. Maybe they'll find a way to do it. That's not expensive. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Seems that's like they would, they, they would be putting a lot of effort into that because exactly. It seems like it's. I mean, the ocean's big, and hey, I mean, it's a good way to keep the the ocean level down too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suck it all out. You know, leave, level it out. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, on that note, let's take a break and we'll come okay, back man. and talk about the Canadian trucker. If it's wild enough and crazy enough, you have a platform to get it out there. Somebody might pick it up and think it's true, you know? Yeah. If it's crazy enough, people might actually start believing it. Or, you know, it has to be interesting. It has to be sort of like, oh, I could see that maybe being true. But it has to be completely outlandish. And and it'd be better if it's really sinister. Sinister, yeah. But it would have to be kind of deep, too. You'd have to have layers of it. Um, I mean, that's QAnon, right? We haven't really heard much about QAnon lately, have we? You know, it's funny. There was a thing. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it yet. I saw it on YouTube. It's a, It says, uh, how a small town survived a QAnon attack. And I've got to, I've got to read. Well, I could do it right now. My I wonder what, dead. you know, if there's uh, recovering cues out there. It's like a Q, Q anonymous, like <laughs> it's actually uh, like alcohol anonymous, alcoholics anonymous. It's Q anonymous. Yeah. He said it was like being in a cult, you know, and, yeah. and it is. I mean, you think about it. Uh, yeah. They took the Kool-Aid. It didn't kill them. And they realized everything that was all bullshit. And so what are they doing now? Where are they now? Yeah. Are, they, are they still queuing it up? <laughs> Boy, I'm full of puns <laughs> yeah. today. I, yeah, I got a up. million of them. Yeah, but no, are they queuing it up John. or they uh, realized that it's all BS yeah. because all the stuff that all the stuff that Q was saying was going to happen didn't happen? I don't know. Lindell's still out there and 
some of those other crazies. But if Trump wins in 2024, they'll be right back at it, I'm sure. Well, uh, you know, it's funny you should mention Lindell. Uh, I saw where he now, his allies uh, said that, that they have been, his, his organization has been infiltrated by spies. <laughs> and yes. yeah, yeah and, and i don't think he just did crack i did i think he did some like some like hallucinogenic stuff like yeah i'm DMT thinking peyote or, buttons or something yeah, yeah. like dmt or, or like like severe things then it wasn't a good trip it was a bad trip and he's still on it's it still still <laughs> on it and it yeah it's not just crack doesn't really do that to you it maybe this is a weird combination of drugs that he did that just well, you know, he may have uh, permanent cognitive damage. Yeah, I think, you know, that who could, knows? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. You know, this whole business now, the, the never-ending saga of Trump uh, just ceases, never ceases to amaze me. The other day, if you'll recall, worthless Mitch McConnell made a statement, and he said very clearly that the events of January 6th was a violent insurrection. He used a no-no word with the Republicans. He said insurrection. And so now you've got people like Teddy Cruz trying to do damage control. Oh, no, no, it wasn't an insurrection. It was a disturbance. But it wasn't an insurrection. Now, the problem is that there is a technical problem here that people have come to accept insurrection and i believe it as what it was now problem is if the courts see it as an insurrection that is a felony so what could happen is the people who are now facing misdemeanor charges could be changed up I think it has to charges. be has to be a case by case basis. If they have evidence, each person what they were doing, like video, well, there's well, a lot yeah, of video yeah, evidence, but, and I, you know, you could maybe relay that you know if they were part of a group. Sure. I think I've said before, like you know, there were different levels of people at that in that group, right? And I think there were several bad actors, and then there was a lot of people that didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, um, no, yeah, but that's there was, true. There were some that, there, that, like the guy from the Oath Keepers who, who got charged with sedition, and mm-hmm. then there's 11 others that got I think they studied the video. They had probably some eyewitness accounts. They may even have some of those insider FBI exactly. guys yes. telling them what's going on. And yeah, they, they are charging people appropriately based on their their activities. And not everybody, I don't know if those misdemeanor people deserve to get felonies. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But... But yeah, um, it all depends, it depends on how on, the court, you know, it might. Right. Yeah, it'd be on a case I wouldn't want them to be over, overcharged either. Like yeah. maybe they were just there. Yeah, it was stupid to be there, and they they should. Yeah, you know, I don't know what should happen to them just for be attending, just for being stupid. But I don't know if somebody. I don't want somebody to be overcharged either. See, right? I like, think I think it has to be appropriate. So I think justice. At, at least the people who actually breached mm-hmm. uh, the chamber. Yeah. Uh, should be charged with trespassing. Yeah, well, trespassing. Uh, if, you're, but if, you're, insurrection. If, you had, if you had something on you. Yeah, well, yeah. well like, no, but even that, it's insurrection because they were there physically, physically trying to impede a federal process. Yeah, you know, I guess you could argue that. Um, that will, you know, 
it, it's bad. And I, I think it's good that Democrats are pursuing making the, the committee, not just Democrats, there's some Republicans too, like Liz Cheney um, that are pursuing penalties for that. They definitely should. I hope they succeed in levying the appropriate justice. And so people will see that there's real, there's real penalties for doing those types of things that are serious. Oh, yeah. and, and it's very serious. You just don't, yeah, as you say, you don't impede the process of our government like that. And especially when you're going in and physically beating up officers. Exactly. Going in and That's stealing, felony. stealing felony property, battery, stealing yes. property, threatening people, coming mm-hmm. in with, wep, you know, ties and things like that. But those are all really bad things. Um, so I hope that they are able to sort it all out. I'm not sure how they're going to be able to directly relate it to Trump or, you know, they're trying, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to do. Um, and I think the majority of time that if you really want to bring Trump down, it should be the, the election, the fumbling around and trying to change the election results. That that seems a little bit like there's more evidence mm-hmm. uh, that c- he could actually be um, brought down from that or his financial issues. Um, so... Let's just let all that just continue to, to roll and hope that uh, justice is served. Well, you know, I, this just may, makes me think of one thing, John. I don't know if you heard here in Indiana, the state legislature is looking at passing a bill that would take all the election, would put all the elections on paper ballots, hmm. take them off the machines, put them all on paper ballots. I mean... Yeah, I, I think there's potential for fraud in every situation. Exactly. So, it does, like, who knows? I, I think mail-in ballots are fine. I did them for a long time. Some people have different opinions on that. You know, even digital. Eventually, you, you know, we do so much stuff. We do online banking. All of our assets are online now. So, like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah we exactly. Should able, we yes. should, and we have blockchain security for you know millions and millions, billions and trillions of dollars mm-hmm. of, of you know entire economies online. Mm-hmm all completely secure, but we can't do elections. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Someday maybe that'll change. Well, you know, I saw an, an interesting uh, fact the other day that now two thirds of the world's money is virtual. Yeah. That only a third of it is actually tacit. Like cash. Like or, cash. Yeah. Yeah. Currency. So like cash, mm-hmm. like dollar bills and coins things like that. Yeah. That's going to be more and more that there's no, there's no actual hard money anywhere. Physical money will be gone a long 10 years. You think maybe 20 years? I don't know. Uh, probably less than that, John, yeah. the way it's going, you know, with, with now Bitcoin and all that. I, uh, <laughs> Venezuela oh, crypto. Yeah. yeah the Super yeah. Bowl. I don't know if you saw those crypto commercials on uh, the Super Bowl. The site. Yeah. Well, it's just amazing. Like they were, I don't know, 10 different crypto commercials or something. Oh yeah. And it, uh, it yeah. Just crazy. And um, the next day the site crashed because all the people trying to get on it. Yeah. Obviously, uh, they're doing well if they're advertising on the Super Bowl. And a lot of people, uh, believe that it's going to be the next thing you know internet it's yeah. like the in, the internet of money or something mm-hmm. <laughs> um and nfts too we talked a little bit about oh, that oh yeah um, gosh well you know the problem they've, they've got now is a lot of these places online that are like brokering these they're being inundated with fakes 
Yeah, there's that. And then also, I think, yeah. I actually think, you, you really think about it, like this blockchain and um, NFTs, NFTs can be used for money laundering. Oh, sure. it's not traceable. Yeah. You can just put all your money into NFTs, you know, and just have these assets. Mm-hmm. You got to launder your money. Another thing that, that I read is that North Korea has funded their missile program based on uh, stealing Bitcoin. They've been able to steal billions in, wow. in, in Bitcoin and that's that's funded their missile program. I'll be darned. I, I, that's the first time I've heard yeah, that, John. Yeah. That's, uh, I read that somewhere. Um, I hope it's true. Jamie, can you check on that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, moving on to topic, the last topic of the day for us. Thanks for sticking with us. I just want to touch up on this uh, Canadian trucker issue that's been going on for, I think, 20 days now. Oh, yeah. Something like yeah. that, where they they started this uh, freedom convoy. And really, it was about, it was a vaccine mandate to yes. go across the border yeah. as yeah. a trucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just, just didn't like that. So they started this. It started small, grew, grew, grew. And now they're at the point where Trudeau has implemented the Emergencies Act. Mm-hmm. Emergencies Act has only been used a couple times. They, it was called something else when it was before. It was um, it was called it by his father, none, no less. Um, it's called the War Measures Act, and it was in 1970. His father enacted it when separatists kidnapped and killed the Quebec minister, Pierre Laporte. Hmm. Yeah, yes. so there's like this, you know, uh, national emergency, that kind of level. It's called War Measures Act. It's something where they get they get all total control, but it turned into the Emergencies Act mm-hmm. in the 80s and has, yeah. has not been used since the 80s. Well, it's this equivalent the to time. what a, a, quote, national emergency yeah. would be here in the yeah. States. Yeah, all civil liberties go yep. out the window, exactly. martial law. Um, they can... They don't need probable cause even to freeze your your accounts or suspend your accounts. You could be jailed and definitely. Be jailed. So that that is in effect right now in Canada. Wow! In all of Canada, yeah. For a trucker protest that's happening in is it is it Ottawa? I don't even know. Where it is. Oh, no, it's it's all over. It, it started in Ottawa, but I think the big one is there. But yeah, um, yeah. But so there, he's enacted this, um, and it is uh, really kind of shocking. Um, yeah. how right now the government has total control. It's like martial law kind of there mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. a little scary. Um, so there has been some, uh, I think defection from that, but there's, I was just looking this afternoon. Um, there's a lot of people that are just doubling down on it. These truckers are doubling down. They're not going anywhere and mm-hmm. they've changed it from just the vaccine mandate and their demand to, to, to remove the vaccine mandate to removing all COVID measures, all COVID rules. So now that's what they want. They're not going to they're not going to leave until all COVID rules like Sweden, like Finland, like mm-hmm. some of these other countries have done. They've removed all um yeah. uh which I I'm I think it's okay at this point. I don't honestly that's just my opinion, but I don't think we need mask mandates, especially not for kids and and definitely not vaccine mandates either. So but that's neither here nor there. Uh what's going on there right now? is this Emergencies Act, which is a very large loss of civil liberties and rights for people in Canada. Um, it's funny how, like, Biden put a call in. Um, there were, Nothing was happening. It was a stalemate 
for like two weeks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like had all these Biden, semis parked. Yeah, in, yeah. Biden or America realized that it's, it's actually affecting our capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's affecting our economy. So Biden puts a call into his like, hey, get your shit together. Figure yeah. it out. So yeah. he goes, emergency act. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. He's like, I'm not planning on using the military, but I can if I need to. Yeah. And so that's that's the next step. If if they don't move, which it seems like they're not, maybe not all of them. Maybe I don't know how many people have actually left. Um, there's probably I mean, there's a lot of peaceful people there. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of the peaceful people are going to go home. Yeah. Um, and it, it's going to be just a really more um, hardcore. Like QAnoners. Yeah. I don't know if they're QAnoners. No, just, I'm just <laughs> okay. similar. I don't know. Well, no, I don't. I, it's not. I, I don't. I, I don't totally disagree with what. You know what the way, what they want. I don't think it's necessary to go to yeah, those lengths. But they don't, you I don't know, think it's necessary to go to those lengths for it, it. This this has really, from what I've seen, is this has pretty pretty much brought the Canadian economy yeah. to a standstill. Right. Because you know you think, well, for one thing, ninety percent of the Canadian population lives within a hundred miles of the U.S. border. We they depend on us. For a lot of trade, yeah, and we depend on them for a lot of trade, yeah. and so and there's there's nothing moving, right? No, I, I think it's a little overkill at this point. I think yeah. it's time. I think it's time to probably end it. And just, I think they actually got um, Qu- uh, Quebec, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 premier of Quebec, the province mm-hmm. has has lowered the regulations. He's removed mask mandates in that province, and yeah. he's done a few other things. So hey, that's a victory. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple other provinces have done the same. They should be like, okay, we got a little something. Let's move on, you know, but now they're doubling down and going like, we want all COVID restrictions removed in the country. That's like, that's not, that's not good. I mean, those pro- those people are pretty hardcore. And so I think it's going it, to, it's going to deteriorate. Um, I don't, I don't, I hope that I can't imagine the military going in and doing anything like that. It's, but you listen to some, you know, I, I haven't really been listening to the right wing stuff lately. I just, I actually feel a lot better having not done that, but, um, I haven't been watching any right wing shows like I sometimes do just to, just to see what they're up to. You know, see, so now, I'm not really sure what's going on in there. John, I listened to the opposition coming over here today. To me, it's so outrageous. It's entertaining. Yeah. You know, it just... Well, they make these blanket statements of like, uh, Canada is fully authoritarian now, and they are completely... It's no better than China or Russia. You know, it's like... Oh, yeah, I heard that crap, yeah. And they they go from zero to 11 so quick, so quickly. It's like this this fear, fear, fear thing. And it's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Let's think about this stuff a little bit. It's more nuanced than you're Mm -hmm. making it, right? It almost always is. Oh yeah. But they will always go for the, the absolutes and um, the fear and stuff. So, but some other elements of that I found kind of interesting The GoFundMe, you know, Mm GoFundMe.com, these ways of raising money. GoFundMe Mm -hmm. had, I guess for the freedom convoy, they had raised a lot of money. There was donors. For, oh, really? For GoFundMe. And, and then wow. Canada came in and said, you know, GoFundMe, you need to stop this. So GoFundMe, the tech company in America, canceled that, that fund that so that they, they can't do that. And then somebody got the list of people who donated to that, and they're tracking them down and publishing the list of people that donated, even down to $40. So wow. if you donated to the Freedom Convoy, people are coming after you. 
Mm. Even if it's only $40. And if it's the beginning when you thought it was actually, maybe it, maybe it is a positive thing. It was like a peaceful mm-hmm. thing. So now they're taking it like then people are, people's businesses are getting hurt. But I don't know. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, and it, a new poll said that um, only about 30% of Canadians support the protests. Mm-hmm. 44% express sympathy. Um, and about 70% of Canadians support mandates and vaccine passports. So I, I kind of like link Canadians with the Europeans. They're kind of have sim- yes. similar, yeah. like they, they, America's not like that. America's very different than Canada. America's very different than Europe. No, oh, we we're have, very different than everybody. We have, you know, <laughs> well, we're skeptical of our governments. We're, we're skeptical of authority. Oh yeah. We're, we are hardcore. Look, look how we were created. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we, we came from crappy places that were overbearing and we wanted freedom. The whole sure. free reason we're here and all the people, even to this day, they come here for freedom, individual freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of who we are. And so that's that's no wonder that our, our there's we're we are having more resistance to these things because they they appear to cut back on our freedoms. Right. Like, sure. But, but Canada and I mean, I don't want my kids to go to school for no reason wearing masks permanently. Sorry. I don't want it. I think it's stupid. Well, I think it's a waste of time. They do in China because the air is so filthy. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I just, I don't know, man, if they start requiring vaccines for little kids, I'm, I need more data that those vaccines are safe for kids. Cause I don't, I don't like it. And I don't yeah. like them having to wear masks because it's impacting their lives. It's impacting their growth as kids. You know, it sucks. Well, it bums, you know, bums me up. the good news is that over the past week or so, or past couple of weeks, the number of new cases of COVID is gradually yeah, declining. It's the cold. And well, yeah. But, it's a cold. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there was a, a doctor from National Institutes of Health. This was a couple of months ago. He said, if everybody had gotten vaccinations, we would be oh we would have been over this a long time you know what else might be true if we had not locked down and everybody got it and got natural immunity we might have been over it a year ago too nobody knows like you could say either way right like there's nobody to know there's no way to know Mm. maybe if we didn't lock down so hard every would have run through the population everybody got natural like there's actually most of the most of the data is showing that natural immunity is actually better than vaccination now if you've had it so, I mean, but th- then you got the issue with different strains. Yeah, being but, much you better, but you have to hope that you're going to be able to survive it. Right. But that's, that's the thing with different strains are more powerful than others. Yeah. So you hope you get it what, you know, like maybe you get the Omicron strain versus the Delta and you, but anyway, it's like there, you can always, you can always say if, if a coulda, woulda, shoulda, but you don't know. We don't know if that would have made a difference. You think you would have, but maybe it would have on the opposite side. So I don't know. Um, I just think we have data now. We have we have strong data, and there's no reason to have kids wear masks at school at well, all. You know, Zero. John, you mentioned that this country has a trust problem with yes. the government. Yes. They also have a trust problem with science. 
Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, well, you mean you mean questioning science? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's like okay. Uh, you know these vaccines. You know how do we know they're they, they don't they, if they work they're gonna uh, do long term harm. They're those are valid questions. Yeah, those are valid questions. But but why wouldn't like, you ask those questions? But, but it's like but it's <laughs> why like, wouldn't you ask those questions though? Yeah. Like, but, but but it's <laughs> like they just don't have any. Uh, confidence in science and i'm thinking now wait a minute well it's because a, a vaccine got approved in less than a year it normally takes 10 years okay. that's one reason okay so so should we just not have done a vaccine at all then i'm not saying i'm not, i mean you can take as i think people are can have the choice to take that experimental vaccine mm-hmm. all day long if they want to do you force it upon people well here's my point it's unproven too. Uh, John, it's already had clinical trials, but to the millions, Tom, you yourself say it takes 10 years to get a vaccine approved for real. Yeah. It's only, it's been, it was approved in less than a year. Okay. We have one year of, of clinical trials. Okay. We're still eight years away from the, the normal <laughs> but, 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 course but again, of <laughs> but, but again, John, it's like, okay, if you don't, if, if you think it's too fast and whatever, then maybe we shouldn't run it all. Maybe you should have the choice whether you want to take it or not. Yeah. Oh, what you do, John, has anybody ever had a gun put to their head and said, yeah. you got to get this yes, vaccine? Yes, people have lost their jobs because of it. Yes, absolutely. You have lost their livelihood. Nurses have lost their livelihood. A lot mm-hmm. of people are losing their jobs because of the vaccine mandate. That is as good as a gun to the head. Yes. I, I don't. Uh, what do you mean? Well, the thing is, okay. You will lose here's, your job or get here's vaccinated. Here's the problem. Okay, you mentioned healthcare people. John, look, these people work usually in hospitals. People are not in the hospital because they're in good health. They're 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 you just asked compromised. me a simple question. That was my answer. I think I answered it. Yeah, yeah, but 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 <laughs> but again, but again, uh, to me, the fact that healthcare personnel will not get the vaccine when they're in, when they are in constant contact with ill people, some of them critically ill. That's unacceptable. Maybe I'm they, sorry. Maybe it's, they know something, you know. Like, it's unacceptable. There's no. doctors, doctors out there that don't don't agree with the vaccine. Well, you know, okay. There's people out there that don't agree with it. There's evidence of people. There's there's data that shows that there's issues, and so that's personal choice. It's up to each person at this point. Like, there's never been a vaccine mandate in this country, no. other than this, you know, because people trusted well, science. Like I said, I don't remember. I don't remember when I was a kid and we had polio and smallpox vaccines. I don't remember people raising hell about it. I don't want my kid to have that. That's dang, you know, I, it wasn't there. Well, people just, they weren't, they didn't have as much information either. They were kind of living in the dark, you know, living in the dark a little. You don't, you don't have, unless you were, People have a lot of access to a lot of more information now. Yeah, and a lot of it's, it's bogus, good and bad. That's <laughs> good and bad. Yeah, that's correct. But some of the information that's being that had, you know was put out about the vaccines and about this this disease has been proven to be bogus. You know that that was said at first was to be was supposed to be absolutely true has turned out to be bogus and not true. And now. They're saying, oh, the science has changed. The science has changed. Actually, no, I don't no, think it, it did. It didn't. Science it didn't, didn't change. No, it's, it didn't. It, the science is the same. It's just that mm-hmm. now, like, your agenda is 
changed or something, right? Well, you like, know, you can go on the internet right now and find umpteen deathbed confessions from people sure. who didn't get vaccinated. So, oh, don't, you know, I got, I, I listened to the wrong information. Don't Those, make the mistake I did. Most of them are fat and old. Uh, no, not all of them. I said most. Well, yeah. 95%. <laughs> well, yeah, but of course there are more more susceptible to death from it. You know, I, they're, hey, they're, they should have been smart and gone to get the vaccine. They, That's their choice. My point exactly. They should have gotten it. They should have gotten it. And I think everybody should get it who's mm -hmm. who's in the danger zone. Mm -hmm. Anybody maybe over 50 or anyone with health problems should get the vaccine. Well, that's, John, you just... Right? That's exactly what it was at first, you know. It's, 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 or even now, I still believe it, that. Yeah, it's if, like it, they had. Uh, but do we make, require kids under five to get the vaccine? That's what they're recommending now. Yeah, they're recommending. I think that's a mistake. They, they haven't done it yet. Well, I'm not sure that that's going to that's going to hold water. I bet in three or four months we're going to see that that is what they're doing. I, it's just been the pattern, you know, you're seeing that the ages are getting smaller and one day it's oh quarantine for 10 days. Then it go down to five just because like, you know, it's going to affect airlines profits or something. It's uh, all of the, it's uh, man, I don't like it. I just don't like it. But yeah. going back to Canada. Yeah. So do, do you think the truckers had a point? Do you think that what they did was worthwhile or do you think it was BS? Well, John, I think maybe a day or two. Okay, yeah, I could see that. You know, they're upset. You know, the, the, but but drag it out for two weeks and kill the economy of the entire country. Yeah. It, has that really gotten them anywhere? I mean, well, what have, what have they, they accomplished? They, they got cute Quebec to lower their standards, but the problem is, I think their problem now is they probably need to disband, and and because yes. they're, they're they're getting to the point where. They're really doing more damage than good at this point. Yeah, that's no. my point, John. I mean, you got to. It's hard to know, like when that yeah. point is. I think that point is basically right about now. I if mean, they would have done, they've it, gotten like, they've gotten some concessions. Yeah, you know, they've gotten some, some provinces have made some concessions, and they should look at that as a victory and and move on. Um, but uh, but they, they've it. they've hurt the country. I mean, after this period of time, yeah. I saw I think they were talking to uh, these business owners in uh, Toronto. Small business owners said, "No, we our our business is non-existent. People yeah. can't get here, you know, because they're you look outside so, yeah. and the streets packed <laughs> with semis. Yeah. You know, it's pretty wild. It's been uh, yeah, so long. And, it's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, and see, the problem that, that, that I have is okay. These guys want to make a point, but they don't consider the effects that it has yeah. on every on other people. Yeah, that's why I think at this point it's probably best to." disband it yeah like, we, I think oh, yeah maybe yeah. a couple weeks that's pretty bold it's a pretty strong yeah. statement good for you you had an impact but don't make it to where it's you know, if they have to bring the military on you that's well you know the, you know the good, that's going beyond your rights i well, think like you're going beyond your rights as a citizen at that point like to protest yeah i, I think there's some truth to that like you're you're i mean it's good to have a right to protest that's great mm -hmm. but if you're actually harming your own country much further than your protest, you know, re requests are. It's like, okay, sure, be done. Well, but. you know, one thing I've always noticed about Western cultures, and I hope it holds up, is it is extremely difficult to get the military in Western cultures to act against their own people. Yeah. 
Which is a sure. good thing. I mean, they're, you know, I didn't sign up for this. Well, they're taking, well, they're, <laughs> they're basically, they're already starting to like, they'll take your truck away. They'll, they, mm-hmm. they will seize your truck. A hundred thousand yeah. dollar truck, it's gone. It's just government's property. You're not going to get it back. And they will seize your assets. If you're associated with this freedom mm-hmm. convoy and they, they, there was a prime minister or something that came out and this female, she was talking in very harsh language about it. It sounded, sounded totalitarian how she was talking mm-hmm. it was pretty bad <laughs> and but it's probably going to work they're probably going to disband and disperse and but if not those people's lives are going to be ruined and uh i don't know i mean there there isn't any budge on the federal government of canada there's no mm-hmm. budging on the covid requirements they're not budging at all on that yeah i think justin trudeau has 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 not been very confident his, in this his approval yeah. ratings have plummeted yeah during this um I think he's going to take a big hit. But. I remember his his father was very popular prime minister. Yeah. Well, in, in Trudeau Canada. was Justin's pretty popular. Yeah, overall, had been but until, until, until this hit. Yeah, a couple he, other things too. Um, yeah, but anyway. All right. Well, uh, anything else for me, birthday boy? No, I think that's about it. You know, you know, I love birth. You know, people say, "Oh, I don't want birth." Hell, I love birthdays. You know why? Because I'm still sucking air. Yeah, you're sucking air. <laughs> if I timer. wasn't having birthdays, yeah. it means I'm not sucking air anymore. Made it around the sun one more time. Exactly. Bingo. Good job. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, an accomplishment. Well, anyway, uh, thanks to everyone for sticking with us and. Uh, Enjoy your winter. It's uh, February 16th. I don't know where you're at and listening to this, but um, looks like spring's about to come here. Hopefully. Well, I don't want to jinx it. You know, one thing about being born in February, mm. there I don't know how many times over the, the span of my lifetime, my birthday has been ruined by snow. In <laughs> yeah, fact, I was thinking about that. That's a fe- mid-February birthday is going to be well. Yeah, tough. well, in good fe- for ski trips. So I guess here's here's a perfect example for my fiftieth birthday. That's been a while ago, but anyway, my wife, you know, put together this really cool party. Uh, that at that time, my oldest daughter and son-in-law were living in it, condos, and they got the rented out the you know, the community room and all that stuff, blah, 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 had to cancel it because we got like two feet of snow. <laughs> okay, we'll do it next weekend. Yep. So guess what? It snowed again. So oh. Oh, oh, we'll do it next weekend. So we did, but we had to cut it short because that snow was worse than the other two before. <laughs> well, everybody out there, raise your glass to Tom. Thank you. For his birthday and uh, wish him a... Wonderful, wonderful birthday. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining All us. All right. <laughs> we love you, America. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to The John and Tom Show. For more information on The John and Tom Show or how to contact us, please see our show notes on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you for your support. This podcast is produced by Carmel Sound Lab. For more information, please visit www.carmelsoundlab.com.